And that's kind of the most important thing about podcasts is if you sound you smart, have to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, which we do. So this is the Difference of Opinion podcast. I'm Billy Storm. I'm going to be joined alongside with Tyler Watkins, who is kind of the the lead guy on all of this. He's got his own website, Difference of Opinion. You want to plug that? Yeah, it's differenceofopinion.org. You can find this podcast there. It'll be uploaded on iTunes and stuff eventually. Oh, yeah. And definitely probably yeah. on my SoundCloud, where you can also find my personal rap albums. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, hmm, I don't know what to say to that. They're fire. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, we, we decided to discuss this podcast and decided to kind of try to figure out where we could best match each other. And uh, so the first topic and the first episode idea that we had where we're both very interested in um, is the nutrition science field. And uh, the cool thing about this podcast is Tyler over here has a lot of experience with research. And I mean, he went to Berkeley for a semester. Oh, yeah, Berkeley. <laughs> Uh, College of Music, yeah, the Berkeley, <laughs> but you know it's the same thing, right? Uh, I worked at Harvard for a little bit, did some research there, um, Massachusetts General, so medical research mostly. But one of the things about this podcast is that whenever we uh, cite something and give you, we want to give you the information yourself. So if you like what we're talking about, if you think like, oh man, I want to, that is really cool. I would like to read more about that. We're gonna have those sources in there so you can look them up yourself and kind of do as much reading on it as you want and it's kind of a it's kind of perfect timing where uh with this kind of idea because everybody is having such a tough time dissecting like what's true what's not i mean and i think it's gonna be neat but i think uh i think one one last question before we jump into the topic tyler like why why did you want to start this and what made you want to start your website all right so i feel like um i mean we'll take politics as an example you know, everybody kind of comes into something with their own set opinion made up before you find the facts, right? Before you do the research. And then you tend to, you know, you tend to look for those things that support your own ideas going in. And, you know, that's fine, but uh, it's not really fine because <laughs> you're not going to learn anything that way. Like you want to go in kind of open-minded. So the point of this podcast is that, you know, we're going to give you our opinions and kind of like speak from our own experiences and, based on the research I've done, how I feel about it, how we feel about the things, you're going to hear that perspective. But at the same time, because we're giving you all these, the facts, the sources, like, you know, it's fine. You don't have to agree with us. It's actually great if you don't sometimes, because we're, we're going to give you the facts to make up your own opinions too. So that's where the difference of opinion come in. Like, it's not just Billy and I here disagreeing all the time or something like that. It's so we can have, you know, you, the listener can have your own opinions and they can differ from us. That's fine. That's the, the whole point. Yeah, it's so. definitely the goal. And I would say that I definitely fall under the hot take factor. So <laughs> I'm always going to be giving hot takes out, whether you like it or not. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah. So I think uh, I think let's jump in. Um, kind of kind of what we were discussing is there is a study done that came out, uh, and we actually ran at the news station last week oh. that uh, currently fitness is on the rise, and so is obesity. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but yeah. it, it literally showed that out of the so many people that were tested, that it shows that it's 50% on the rise, and so is obesity. So it's split wow. right down the middle. Of, I that. Oh, and it's, it's super wild. So we thought nutrition was a great topic to begin with, kind of start this thing off, because it is a field where you're hearing all kinds of different things every day, like uh, coffee is the thing that people are talking about now. Like a year ago, you would have heard that coffee um, 
super bad for you. You know, if you have four cups of coffee a day, it's going to be like you're going to have like a higher risk of mortality and stuff like that. And now just recently we had an article come out that talks about how four cups of coffee a day, like the same exact amount is now supposed to be really, really good for you. It's going to prolong your life. And, you know, these things change and are every single year, like even day to day, you're going to hear different conflicting ideas on like what's actually healthy. And a lot of the problem with that kind of just goes back to like, where is this information coming from in the first place? And you'll find that uh, a lot of these, uh, all of these studies aren't exactly unbiased. So actually a really, really great one is, I hadn't heard that statistic. You said like 50% more fitness and at the same time, 50% like unhealthy, obesity. So I think that is super easy to trace back. Um, recently, uh, Coca-Cola just came under fire. I don't know if you heard about this study specifically, because Coca-Cola paid these guys to do research that talked about how it's just so much more important to work out and diet really not that important. <laughs> oh, and I wish. <laughs> I wonder why Coca-Cola doesn't want you to care about their diet. I'm sure it's not influenced at all by, you know, the sugary stuff that they sell you at all. Um, clearly, it's unbiased. And the point is, you know, they're spreading this misinformation. They have their, like, quote-unquote studies that they're basing this off of. And telling America, you know, hey, don't worry about what you eat. Just work out and you'll be fine. Yeah. And I think we're uh, seeing the results of that right yeah, now. I think so. we're seeing the obesity rate go up. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you can blame Coca-Cola for that. Yeah, uh, thanks, Coke. But, no, that's a super interesting, you know, idea that you have all these companies, you know, where we can – we can go back to, you know, the, in the 1950s, we discussed this before, you know, just a couple right. of weeks ago, where in the 1950s, we had these sugar companies paying scientists to literally tell you the wrong thing and lie on the facts that yeah. they're finding from the study to tell you that, oh, well, you know, it's not the sugar, it's the fats that you're taking in and it's right. the non-saturated and saturated and they're, you know, they're both bad for you. Stay away yeah. because that's why we're getting fat. Don't don't you know keep eating the sugar keep eating yeah. oreos keep eating chocolate you know and it's literally and it and it's hilarious because you we we literally are so new i would say into trying to figure out what is healthy and what's not healthy yeah and i think it's it's crazy that we're we're only 70 years removed from where right. we had scientists faking studies to tell you that, yeah, you know, this certain diet is good and don't even factor into the sugar. Like, we still to this day don't even really factor in sugar into the macro count. No. And so it's it's super crazy because you're kind of, you're always restricted to what what are the first three things? You know, it's fat, it's carbs, and it's protein. You don't yeah. even figure into the sugar. Yeah. So, I mean, just think of that. I'm sure everybody's seen this when they were a kid, that food pyramid, right? So you have on the very bottom like carbohydrates, all the breads and stuff like that. Right above that, there's vegetables, but there's also fruits, which also, fruits are good. I'm not saying that they're bad for you, but they're also really high in sugar. That's a pretty main source of uh, natural sugars. So right off the bat, the things that they want you to eat, like most of, like more than half of your foods, according to these studies, should come from uh, grains, carbohydrates, and fruits, sugars. And this has just been proven entirely wrong. <laughs> and you can trace this back to, you know, Coca-Cola is not the only culprit here. I mean, companies that are obviously selling like grains, like oatmeals and cereals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They wanted you, of course, to eat more grains, to eat more carbohydrates. When we're finding out more and more that that's probably the worst possible thing for you. Like a study recently came out uh, just last year that was talking about how 
you know, there are all these studies saying that like you're going to have higher rates of heart disease and, uh, you know, those kinds of problems of like um, diabetes if you have more fats. But they've basically proven that wrong recently and that the people that ate the most saturated fats, which are supposed to be the bad ones, right? The saturated fats are the ones that had the lowest rate of strokes. <laughs> and the people that ate all the carbohydrates, they're actually having more of the problems that that's supposed to guard against. So just just yeah. listening to that study where you're like, you know, the food pyramid and to think that we're <laughs> that, that that's what you're taught as a kid too. Like you're yeah. influenced by the food pyramid when you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, okay, you know, I I got to eat these carbs. I got to do this." Well, it's funny that even companies who are selling like protein you know shakes or protein mm. this they're still over saturating you with like a crazy amount of carbs in it like oh, yeah. Yeah. like and you know and i just recently learned that you know pe- people are always like oh well what kind of weight do you take what kind of protein do you mm. take you know what i mean mm. and it's it's so funny because a lot of people don't understand this but the most pure form of protein is isolate whey protein right and if you're not taking isolate whey protein then you know, there. You know, the common thing around it is, oh, well, I don't want to take protein because I don't want to get fat. <laughs> well, it's like, well, okay, well, yeah. you know, most protein that you you can buy on the stores at GNC or anything like that, mm-hmm. you're going to have that. You know, they're they're considered to be meal replacement shakes. They're not considered to be actual lean protein shakes. Yeah. And so, and it's it's funny because you have all these protein companies that are are making products that is like, oh, well, you know, we advertise for great health. So use our products, but also if you look even closer, and this is another big problem, is that they'll say, use two scoops if you want to pack on extra protein. But that's <laughs> right. that's not how your body works. It's not how you digest protein. But, we, you know, we, we just got pancakes this morning. Kodiak mm. Power Cake Pancakes, okay? Oh, sweet. And they say, they say protein filled and everything like that. Right. And so I start looking at the macro count and, and there's 30 grams of carbs in it. Oh, man. For, yeah. for, you know, something that's supposed to be protein. And so it's interesting because, you know, everything's going to be advertised, but it's almost like if you're not going to look and if you're not going to take time to look, you're not going to know what you're getting. No. Well, because like you said, uh, just this nutrition science, like those are two words that really didn't go together until like the last like decade, right? I mean, like people just didn't like think of nutrition as a science or there just hasn't been enough unbiased research on it. So the thing is like these protein companies, like I used to have to take that stuff all the time, the weight gainer stuff. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's a oh, protein it's so powder. Bad. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Do I not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're 14, don't take that. No. And don't do GOMAD. <laughs> GOMAD? Oh. Do you know what GOMAD is? I actually do not. It's a gallon of milk a day. Oh, and it's supposed, yeah. on top of what you're already eating. But it's like like these strength trainers like swear by online. Really? They're like, oh, if you're if you're a kid and you're trying to make your varsity football team huh. and you want to be a linebacker, well, you need to be doing go mad. Oh, dude. And so I don't know this for sure, but like it just makes you wonder. Like, I wonder if you can trace that back to like, you know, is this like the got milk people telling you to do this? I mean, is there somebody like profiting off that? But yeah, it's just crazy because like the thing is, not all of this stuff is going to be nefarious like these protein shakes and stuff like that that are loaded with carbs too it could just be you know this science is so new i mean like this study that just came out about the the strokes and um saturated fats that's just within the last year so a lot of these things they're just based on once again like that food pyramid that we all grew up with they think that it's the healthy way to do it you know protein's good but you should get your calories from carbohydrates and that's just you know we're learning more and more that that's not the way to do it and, and it really so. just well, and that's and that's where we're actually going to basically 
we want to try to help you be able to dissect how to read into and research what's going to be best for you or be able to tell what's kind of false and what's kind of true where you know there's there's several things where we've talked about the ketogenic diet before yeah and so for people who don't know what the ketogenic diet is it's it's very little carbs to no carbs at all so like essentially what you want to do is you want to maintain under at most i believe 30 grams of carbs a day and then your body enters this thing called ketosis which it then starts grabbing the fat off your body and using it as energy mm-hmm. instead of the carbs that we, you know, take in to use as energy. But, you know, there's several books surrounding the the keto one where, and then, you know, you might be able to look online and you will find another one called the vertical diet. But it's like, yeah. oh, well, you just eat rice instead of no carbs. <laughs> and then, you know, you've got these people writing books and they're like, oh, do this. They're trying to, you know, cash in. and And it's tough because... You won't know until you try yeah. and what's going to benefit you the most. But at, at least you have to, you have to for sure, you know, take in what your numbers are at the, at the uh, clinic. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to constantly be checking your blood. You need to check your blood pressure, your cholesterol, if you're going mm-hmm. to like completely dive into a different diet. Yeah. Well, cause that's one of the things like, it seems like there's a new diet out every year that's basically just like cut out this one thing and then you're gonna get to where you want to be except that one thing seems to be different every single year (laughs) and yet you hear all these people saying oh it just really really worked for me but i think a lot of times and i you know a lot of times when you start taking out that one thing you just find that it's so hard to do that like if you try the keto diet you try to keep it under 30 uh you're going to be amazed at how difficult that is because once again you eat an apple and that's loaded with, a, you know, sugar, just natural sugars. It's a really healthy food. I'm gonna not going to tell you not to eat apples or anything like that, not to eat fruits, but you're going to get that limit really, really fast. And so the idea that you're just cutting out this one thing out of your diet just takes so much focus that it might not even be anything about what you're actually cutting out. It might just be that you're now focusing on your on your meals so much more that you're keeping your calorie intake at a better level or you're like, keeping your macros at a better level so you're like balancing you know the amount of proteins you're having in the fats it's it's really hard to say and uh you know even if it is working for you because one of the things about this is everybody's body is just a little bit different but even if it is like the one thing about these diets uh like ketogenic diet that one thing that they'll always tell you even those people that recommend it is we just haven't done enough research to know like the long-term benefits Mm -hmm. so or detriments i mean so it might be that it really, really works. Like you get to exactly where you want to be in the moment uh, with your body fat percentage and stuff like that. And then we find out 20 years later that, okay, long-term, this is really bad for you. We don't know yet. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the dangers as well is just trying to kind of be cautious about these things. Well, I think, you know, I think the the biggest thing is, you know, each diet is basically supposed to propel you into consistency, you know? Yeah, and so exactly. it's whether or not, you know, it's, perfect or healthy for you it's like you know like you said we don't really know mm-hmm. um you know for people who don't know about what happens when you take in less carbs or take in more fat like there's a lot of a lot of theories or a lot of studies that show that the more fat you take in or the more meat that you take in you know like processed uh meat or anything along those lines it's going to give you heart problems it's going to give you kidney problems right. it's gonna it's going to give you 
you know, it's not going to flow your blood. But there's so many studies out there that show the exact opposite. Exactly. And so it's like, yeah. you know, it, it almost, I almost drive myself crazy trying to think about it and trying to, to figure out what the heck I want to believe. And, yeah. and it's so funny because, you know, there's, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Ketogenic Diet. And mm-hmm. it's literally just plain as simple as that. You can go on to Netflix, you can watch it. And we talked about this right before the show that, you know, there's, there's literally people out there that have only done the ketogenic diet that are, that are claiming that, oh, well, our, you know, our median age at the, the village that we live in will be, you know, upwards of above 90 yeah. <laughs> before you die. And, yeah. and everybody is like, oh, well, that's awesome. You know, I want to be 90. So maybe <laughs> I'll do keto. And it's like, well, maybe your body isn't going to be able to, you know, be subject to that because I know that I have, I have a good friend at the gym Christian, who is actually, uh, you know, a, a trainer and everything like that, you know, he knows way more about e- e- either one of us. Mm-hmm. And he says that he won't do ketogenic because there's there's obvious studies out there that showed that African-Americans are more subject to heart disease. He believes that if he were to do ketogenic or do the ketogenic diet, that he might influence his body to sooner or later getting that. Yeah. And he's terrified yeah. of that. And it's because of all the studies he's read on that previous one. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I started doing keto, my girlfriend, who is African-American, she was like worried that, you know, she's like, oh, well, I don't know if you should do this because of the heart disease. Yeah. But there's so much that just goes into all of this. Well, once again, we don't even know what the true source of things like heart disease is because a lot of that fear is based on the research that carbohydrates are what's going to prevent heart disease and it's all the fats that are going to lead to it but you know there's conflicting research on that right now so you just don't know and when you i go back to um when you were talking about that uh the people that are keto throughout their whole lives and they say like the median age is 90 so there's a problem with that which is this is not a scientific study this is just we found this group of people that has eaten this way their whole lives right but we don't know anything about the rest of their lifestyle and it could be that you know their longevity has nothing to do with their diet it could just be like i don't know it could be the less stress less stress from being in the social media world yeah there's just so many other things that it could be because there hasn't been a study showing specifically that the diet is what has led to their age it's just you can't really take too much from that well I, i think that's a perfect segue into kind of our next like discussion where what is influencing advertising and how are you going to be able to even like, you know, in, in this nutrition science, like you just said that that's not even an actual study. It's just you're, you're collecting a group of people who are claiming that, oh, well, you know, here, here we are. We've done keto our whole lives and we're, mm-hmm. we feel great. But there's so many other factors that go into it that can't give you an exact answer. So you have all these other, you know, like that's that's perfect for you know, fat companies, you know, like almond butter and stuff like that. They're like, oh, this is perfect. We need to, you know, (laughs) I'm going to put this on our website. You know, we're going to get more views. We're going to get more people to come. And so it's like, take into effect what you're researching, what you're looking for, what you're reading and and how you're retaining it and how you're viewing it. Right. And this becomes really difficult because it seems that a lot of uh, the media, when they, when they, when they give you this information, it seems that they themselves often don't know the difference between causation and correlation. And this is a huge thing, uh, talking about the coffee studies again, that are mentioning that, you know, four cups of coffee a day is apparently really, really good for you. 
So this was actually from a study. But the problem is when those uh, studies were telling you about how coffee was so horrible for you, what else were these people doing that um, made them more predisposed to drink four cups of coffee a day? It could, it could be that the people that drink more coffee also tend to smoke more cigarettes. Who knows? I mean, right. it's just really hard to find the actual cause, not the correlation, especially when you do big surveys uh, like that, where you're just asking people, how many cups of coffee a day do you drink? How much do you smoke? Oh, like, I know, you know so many people who would like instantly answer that and they'd be like, oh, 12 cups. And it's like, <laughs> well, how do you know that? You know, yeah. and then I know we have a, a really great friend in common named Caleb. Yeah. And I asked him the other day, I was like, how many cups of coffee do you drink? He's like, oh, probably 13. And oh, I was what? like, okay, well, that's way over 600 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> and I was like, that's super not good. You know, and I, and, but it's, it's funny because a lot of people aren't aware of what they're actually doing. Right. And and what they're actually consuming. And I think that's, yeah. you know, and it's funny because in the nutrition world, it's like, oh, well, the average person takes in 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. Well, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. That's that's more that's like more than three cups of coffee. That's uh, the average is more than three cups? Is more than three cups wow. because it's 400 milligrams of caffeine. And so mm. you could take pre-workout that's supposed to increase like blood flow and everything like that. And you might only be taking in 150 milligrams of caffeine with pre-workout. Uh, but right. then you've got these, you know, but there's other stuff in there that people don't know the long-term effects of either. And so True. it's 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 a vicious cycle of not really knowing, but yeah. hoping that you're on the right track. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, in the end, a lot of it's just trial and error. I mean, I wonder if we should just talk about, uh, you know, some of our own experiences with these things. And see if it kind of like goes along with what the diets are supposed to be doing. Like, what are some of the diets that you've tried yourself, and how they kind of worked for you? Well, I've definitely done ketogenic. I I did I did keto for about fourteen days, and most people will say that you got to hit the twenty one day mark. Well, I'm going to be honest, I didn't. And <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I didn't really probably maintain under thirty grams of carbs throughout that because it's really hard. And okay. I so would maybe get, this isn't the no, best no, sample I'm to just, choose from. No, okay. no, no, I'm just kidding. But but so there, you know, most people will say that. If you're going to do keto, you should do 21 days, okay? Mm. And it's supposed to be a metabolic booster. And it's not supposed to be full-time. It's just a metabolic booster that you do that's going to make you wean yourself off of carbs and is going to make you replace the carbs with fat, like natural energy, and then it's going to make you not want the carbs. Right. And so I want to interject really quickly, and I think that's something that's super important too. Uh, a lot of people will just kind of like go cold turkey on these things and dive right into something like the ketogenesis, cut out all carbs immediately. That's almost never a good idea. Possible. I mean, you want to, you, I think weaning is a pretty good idea. Just kind of like slowly, uh, you know, go down on the amount that you're having day by yeah. day so your body can adjust because, you know, there, there might be something too. Once again, when we're talking about all these different diets, how a lot of it is just consistency. You're consistent, consistently eating fewer carbs or your fats or whatever and your your body has a way of adjusting itself to whatever your diet is whatever your activity level is and so a lot of the benefits from these diets could just be that consistency that you're doing the same thing every day and your body can keep up with you well so, i know that i mean it's so i i did back in college when i first started working out we mm -hmm. got all gung-ho we're like okay we're gonna cut carbs completely out oh, so man. one day like we made it up on like let's say a monday well, okay. Tuesday morning, I woke up, and this is literally what what we were supposed, what a personal trainer told us to do. Okay, he told us every meal, 
Three meals, that's it. He didn't explain fat bombs to us, which there's so much to get into with keto. But, uh, and every diet, obviously. Yeah. But if you want to actually succeed in it. Because don't do it how we did this in college. <laughs> where he said, okay, breakfast. You're going to have three eggs, a pound of hamburger. And, and it was like, okay, well, cool. I was like, well, I love hamburger and I love eggs. Yeah. So I was like, cool, I'll eat that. Okay, I felt miserable. <laughs> and then uh, at noon for lunch, a pound of hamburger, three more eggs. And it's like, oh, well, this, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack today. <laughs> and it was like, geez. And then for dinner, the same thing. And so mm. here's where the personal trainer really didn't know anything about yeah. keto. Were, nothing. Uh, also, were there any vitamins at all? No there? vitamins. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It was just straight hamburger. And it was the 85% lean because when you're doing keto, you're obviously going to want more fat. You're mm. not going to want the lean hamburger. Right. And, and so, you know, that, but with, the keto that I just got done doing, um, it went really well. I was eating beef sticks and cheese, you know, everything along the lines of that. Right. And I actually felt I would wake up less bloated. Um, hmm. I did a little bit of fasting where I want to say it was like the most extreme intermediate fasting. It was more or less probably like about 12 hours okay. where I'd, I'd finish dinner, you know, around 7 or 8 p.m. And then I'd eat breakfast when I woke up mm-hmm. and uh, and I would, you know extend the i'd be very diligent diligent ah, i can't say it you know what diligent, i'm saying yeah, yeah right. diligent with my carb intake throughout the day to make sure i maintained under but i would say that when i started i was about 201 and mm. i dropped down to 194 and that was wow. in about 14 days wow and i can say now that without doing keto and it's been about a month uh since keto and i'm maintained at 194 Nice. And I'm guessing, though, that you still, if you're not at the keto level, I'm guessing you're still keeping your carbs lower than they were before. Very low. Yeah. Because I don't I don't feel like I need them. Before, right. I was like, you know, I felt like I needed them. But, you know, and, and then there's another diet I've done. But I want, before I get into that, I want to kind of get into, like, the intermediate fasting, which is something mm. that you have been doing yeah. recently. And you seem to think that it's working yeah, well for you. Yeah, it really is. I, what am I, what time is that? I am currently on hour 18 of today's fast which is actually much longer than i planned on doing uh but i've I've been doing intermittent fasting where essentially what i'm doing is i'll just make sure that there's a 16 hour window where i don't eat anything and it's actually not that hard to to match that at all like you know if you have your last meal at six o'clock and then you don't eat again until 10 o'clock that's 16 hours right there 10 a.m so really not that hard to do and in the end, because I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm actually trying to gain. So what I'll do is I'll, after that 16-hour window, I'll have eight hours where I'll just eat a ton of calories. But weirdly enough, I've managed to gain muscle while losing fat percentage at the same time, which is, you know, that's kind of the goal. That's every um, athletic person's goal is to do that. And it seems to be working just fine. I think I'm at mostly close to 100% mental capacity right now. Right. A lot of the people around me might not might say otherwise. Yeah, but well, and I think that's funny because I know I know several people at the gym I go to. They they swear by fasting. They swear mm. by intermediate fasting. They swear by fasted cardio, which is a whole another topic. You know, where mm-hmm. if you have the courage and the determination, man, go for it. But right. I just cannot get out of bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> to go do cardio without eating and. And so there's a lot of people that swear by that, you know. And so it's it's funny because uh, I I lost, I cut, 
after I bulked really big, I like I, I bulked up to I was one ninety five and I bulked up to two twenty five. And it was about a year wow. bulk and I was standing at about eighteen percent body fat when I was two twenty five and it was awesome because you were just eating whatever you wanted to do. But it was super yeah. unhealthy. And right. it was funny because I remember when I, I walked in, I got my numbers tested when I was two twenty five and my it, he was like, oh, he goes, wow, your cholesterol is kind of higher than it was. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. so I, and th- and this is, this is crazy. When I was 225, I cut down to 208 by taking in 375 grams of carbs a day. <laughs> and it was because I was only taking right. in 50 to 60 grams of fat. Complete opposite diet. The of complete opposite of right. keto. And so it's hilarious because everybody's like, you're losing and you're cutting at 375 grams of carbs. Well, you, you never know. You you might be a middle-aged man, and you might be sitting there, and you're like, oh, wow, I ate a bowl of spaghetti, and I feel great. I'm going to go work out. And that workout, you know, the carbs actually affects you different than the carbs affect me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you might find that that's right for your diet. But it's really the only way you're going to ever find out what's great or what's going to work right. is yeah. if you do it yourself, but if you're smart about it. Because yeah. I was not smart about how I bulked. <laughs> <laughs> right. I. So that one's kind of funny because it does go against all of uh, all of the research that I've seen. But I, I think you know you've been into uh, the fitness for a while longer than I have, so you probably know more than I do. But uh, because one of the things that people normally like about keto and that you know high fat protein diet is that especially once your body adjusts to it, the high fats actually keep you full. Like you feel a lot fuller than you yeah. think for much longer. So to picture someone being on a basically carb only diet and not crazy. feeling terrible it's just kind of i was eating i was literally for every meal i was basically eating like a bunch of rice a bunch of spaghetti i was i was uh, I never watched my sugar intake uh i was eating like sour patch kids and stuff like that after <laughs> i worked out to just hit that carb intake Gosh. and and it was crazy because you know i i had the greatest energy i've ever had right. but then when you look at the keto one I would struggle at times when I first started to find the right energy level. But that's why if you ever do keto, people will tell you, oh, you need bulletproof coffee. And and I don't know if you know what bulletproof coffee is. I've heard a little bit about it, yeah. It's pretty much just like taking a couple Folgers and putting a lot of heavy whipping cream in there. (laughs) And uh, it's just supposed to give you more energy. But And and I didn't do that, but after, after even five days of doing the low carb, diet it was it was great because the energy was coming i was i was feeling really light i was feeling more confident in my workouts and everything i felt stronger uh so it's it's really interesting but i would say i would say almost every time and and most people probably don't like to hear this but Mm -hmm. you literally just have to do trial by error yeah you really do i mean and there are so many reasons why you know it might the you know high carbohydrate diet might work because once again if you go back to consistency and what we're used to, we uh, eat a pretty high, high carbohydrate diet to begin with. I mean, and I think I think in I'm not saying like it's going to work every time, you know, for every single person. But if yeah. you can if you can consistently follow a diet, like I consistently followed keto, mm-hmm. I saw a difference. Uh, I I followed a roundabout macro count when I was bulking, where it was more or less just like a strict calorie count, where I was like, "All right, well, I got to take in more than four thousand calories a day," yeah. and I didn't even think about it, you know, which is something you should definitely not do. But <laughs> right. it was it was interesting because you know you'll have all these all these companies which are saying, "Oh, well, take our mass gainer because you need to put on this much of weight." Well, use this. Well, do not do that because 
there's so much bad stuff in all that mass gainer. Right. And then there's so much bad stuff in fast food that people are eating to get their calorie counts. And that's why they talk about clean foods because a lot of that too, I mean, beyond just hitting the macros, you have to understand, like there are different kinds of fats, for example. I mean, if you have a fat from an avocado, that's a completely different kind of fat than you'll find in like milk fat. So when you talk about the weight gainer kind of stuff, you have to wonder like more than just all the amount of protein in there and all the carbs or whatever else, how did they get those in there? Like what kinds of carbs are they? What, what kind of proteins are there? I mean, is it going to be like the right kind of amino acids and stuff like that? It's Well, I think that's super interesting. I don't know. I, I kind of have a tough time where, you know, where I, I kind of look at all this stuff and, and I try to figure out like, who do you trust? Like, who do you trust? Right. Well, I mean, so in the end, that's really, that's kind of really what we're getting at is, there's a lot of science out there. Uh, a lot of it's really, really bad. Some of it's good. You just have to know what to look for um, and how to look for it. So let's say, let's say that right now you, you are, how old are you? 27. 27. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you're 27, which you are. Okay. But... <laughs> let's, say, let's say that reality say, is Yeah, reality real. is real. Okay. okay. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're, that's, that's episode deep. 26. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but no, so... Okay, you're 27. Let's say you're 230, right? Because the fad right now is the dad bod. And people, people, it's a fad. It's a fad, man. Have you seen this? Uh, with whom? Have you, oh, everybody, man. They say that the dad bod is totally in. And mm. I'm not talking about totally in, but I mean really, really in. That's much more than totally. Like, that's yeah. been, that's like, we are, I know that we have specifically ran a story on our news <laughs> about the dad bod being in. That women mm. find dad bods more attractive than they find, like, you know, clean physiques or physiques and things like that. Mm. And so, let's say you're sitting at, seriously, yeah. Do you agree? We have, I mean, we have our researcher right now showing Tyler dad bods because it's a real thing. And you're a little overweight. Hey, man. That's great. And it's and it's really it's really interesting because so let's let's take that fad. Let's say Tyler has a dad bod, which he doesn't. And <laughs> but but for for say here, let's say he has a dad bod, he's two thirty, and he wants to he wants to get rid of the dad bod and he wants to cut down on weight. And let's say his weight goal for being six foot is two oh five. So you want to cut twenty five pounds. Alright. Now, what are the steps that you're going to take to look into these things on the right diets and why are you going to follow those steps? Okay, well, I mean, first of all, you have to decide, well, you already know what your goal is, so you really just kind of do a Google search to figure out all the different things that could be, uh, that could help you to achieve that goal. And then after you find a plan that seems like it would work, then do a little bit closer research and see what kind of studies have led or supported this specific diet that you found. And you might find that uh, they are from really good source. You might find that they're totally made up and probably super unhealthy to follow. So after that, after you've decided that uh, you found one that the science also supports, hopefully, you just have to try it for yourself and see if it uh, works for you. So I guess it's like a three-step process. Know your goals. Uh, find one that you can follow. Do your research. And I lied. It's four steps. 
<laughs> and then he went to Berkeley, okay. Yeah. A it, semester. It's, it's it's music, you know. They didn't teach us how to count. <laughs> but uh that's actually that's a really important part is counting. But whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah. So you uh, four steps. Here we go. Yeah, you figure out your goal. That's step one. Step two is finding a plan that seems like it has achieved your goal. See other people that have followed these things um, and have achieved what you're trying to achieve. Three, see if they are telling the truth by doing the research and seeing like where this information came from in the first place. And then four, just give it a shot. You got to see if it works for you because maybe it doesn't. I mean, what works for that person might not work for you at all, even if the science is sound because we've already talked about, you know, eliminating the fats somehow works. Eliminating the carbs also works. works yeah i mean well I, i'm gonna be honest my my list is completely different than yours okay let's, uh, see, let's hear it so what i do is i'm i'm super obsessed with like i'll find super i'll find a uh, um certain people on like instagram that are like bodybuilders and stuff mm. and i'll be like oh my gosh like those guys are so strong i need to do exactly what they're doing yeah and so so finding a guy that looks really ripped <laughs> um might not be the best right. i don't know if you've seen any of those commercials out there i mean you remember like the shake weight oh you yeah got these dudes with like really ripped legs who are like yeah i got it from the shake weight that's not physically possible because you can't hold that thing with your feet right um <laughs> that doesn't work well, not to mention try that uh i mean to be <laughs> fair no i have not <laughs> but uh and, you know and all these guys that are um photo guys or like the things you see in the movies you have to understand also that these guys for the most part are probably super super dehydrated when they take yep. those photos, their yeah. abs don't look like that yes. every single day, every single moment. I mean, they'll they'll take in a huge amount of water for a couple of weeks, and then for thirty six hours, even before a shot, they won't they won't drink any at all. Right. And right. So I mean, these people can barely stand when they're take, they're taking these photos. It's probably not something you should do without like a team of doctors around you yeah. making sure that you're not going to pass out. So, I mean, the photos of this person, you have no idea if what they're supporting is actually what they did to get there yeah it's probably it's almost more likely that it wasn't yeah to be honest i think which is so and that's and that's funny because i i really wanted to get into this because that's why i said all that was <laughs> like when i first started no 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 when yeah, i first yeah. started and i know so many people when they first start they're like they're gonna cling on to somebody that they see doing what they want to do mm-hmm. and they're gonna say oh wow like so i should just follow his workouts i should just do what he's doing well Here's the thing. It's exactly what you just said right. and what you just alluded to where they do want like, you know, they'll they'll diet out, they'll get super dehydrated and then they'll do maybe upwards of 20 photo shoots in a week. And yeah. then they're and then they're right back to eating like, you know, us oh, bad. They you know or anything <laughs> yeah. like that, you know, they're not they're not as strict. So when you're looking into what diet to follow, you know, it, you might be able to take something from that and then do your own research. For sure. Like you have to do your own research because there's been several times where I'll I'll watch powerlifters or something on Instagram and I'm mm. like, oh look at their look at their uh, cycle on Monday. They're doing a hundred deadlifts at seven hundred <laughs> pounds and it's like, okay, well I just got to go to my max. I got to find my max and I got to do it right. seven hundred times. But yeah. that's not it works. Yeah. Anywhere at right. any time. Yeah, and there's a lot of people. Now, especially when it comes to those uh, celebrity uh, diets that you're trying to follow, one thing you don't have you don't have uh, Tom Brady's team of you know dietitians and yeah. personal chefs 
and you know the people who are paid to make him look good and perform at his best. You don't have that around you. So if you're if you're looking to uh, imitate his lifestyle, unless you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it, you're not going to be able to do it. Don't do it. Um, on top of that, you see all the time all these sites that are like you can look like uh, you can look like Thor if you you know if you follow this diet plan and this workout routine, and yeah, that's the goal. But <laughs> but. Those, you'll notice that if you look at three different sites describing his diet and workout routine, somehow they're all completely different. So probably this isn't what he did because when you think about it, he's got a personal trainer who wouldn't want his secrets like that to get out. You're not going to find it unless you pay this guy who you probably can't afford. Yeah. And if you can, please donate this podcast money. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we need it. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't want to sound urgent, but uh, but seriously, so my uh, PayPal account is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but but no, yeah, no, you're way right where, you know, and I think I think that's the biggest problem right now. I think it's, you know, we've talked about a lot of problems so far, but I think literally one of the biggest ones is being able to watch these commercials and say, oh, well, I want to do this because every website or every company is claiming that you can look like this person mm-hmm. if you if you do their workouts, if you do their muscle farm workouts, if you do their you know bodybuilding.com routines. You can't just do that and not put in any of the work, right. but you also can't do that and not put in any of the research to get that yeah. accomplishment. Right, because you know everybody who's posting these things, they have their own agenda, which is you know to have you buy their products that they're saying are going to help you, or they're going to like. You have to just make sure that what you're doing is uh from a good source from well and it's it's just enough to be aware that it isn't all real just so yeah. you don't just take everything at face value i mean that's really enough once you start doing a little bit deeper research on those things it's going to open up i mean all this stuff to a huge degree yeah just to be aware of it so and i kind of want to I, I don't know about you but i kind of want to end on a uh on the segment of I'm gonna tell you a story about how I got duped by all of this, oh, and then okay, you have to great. tell you have to tell a story about how you got duped by this by not doing enough research and by okay. just believing something. All right, all right. Because there, there, well, I have several with the bodybuilding thing because okay. you know I, I'm recently into this, and so I can spare you the details about how yeah I started watching YouTube and I was like I should work out like this and I got hurt and blah blah blah. <laughs> but it's like you know I'll spare you the details of of that um, of ego lifting I should say. Okay. Uh, Okay. But no, but no. So there is, uh, there's a protein company. I'm not going to say the name because uh, I'm sure we probably can't do that because <laughs> we're a startup and we do need money. Uh, and so, um, but there's this supplement company that is branched out at Walmart, and it is there's this fitness icon that used to support it. Doesn't anymore. He started his own brand, right. and so I'm looking at him, and I remember when I first started working out the first day mm-hmm. i was like what have i always heard what if what is everybody you need protein if you're gonna get big right and so i'm like well cool well i'm gonna go to walmart because it's right down the street it's very accessible and it's cheap right yeah. well most great things probably aren't going to be cheap and <laughs> and yeah. i remember i went i got this this uh this protein and the in the instructions it was like all right you get uh, 30 grams of protein per scoop and on the back it said take two scoops to increase 
your protein and to build mass. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, well, cool. I want to do all those things. It's like, sweet. I'll just, right? I'm going to take both these scoops. And I was like, screw it, you know? So I'm going through these things like, I'm going through it like water. And, and so uh, there's a story that leaks that um, they're being sued because the ingredients don't match what they're saying on the, on the thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, how can this be? Because this one guy seems so honest and so <laughs> confident and he's so big. I'm like, why? It like broke my heart when I first got into this because I was like, wow. And then that's when I started to realize like, okay, well, I have to really start doing research myself because right. I can't just follow this dude on Instagram and be like, oh, well, I'll take his supplements. Well, no, like that's not okay because they they got sued. They had to change everything and then he left the company. And wow. so, and he claims that that's not how it worked, but it's crazy because that's how easily influenced people are in society right now with this kind of stuff. But that pretty much sums it up for, uh, for nutrition science. We hope you learned something. We hope that this guides you down the right path to becoming healthier and not becoming a bulk sized me and following my diet plan. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, that's, uh, that does it for me, Billy Storm and Tyler Watkins. So we hope you like it. So like, subscribe. <laughs> 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 <laughs>